Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week, we're reading Jaws by Peter Benchley. Forget everything you thought you knew about sharks. Turns out they're pretty dangerous. cheeseburgers that certainly I wasn't afraid of that when did you always want to try cheeseburgers when did you wouldn't make- you want to try something that all of your friends are also doing yeah and i do i did i didn't limit myself you never tried pepperoni pizza i did when that was my first meat how old how old was your first piece of meat mm, i had like one pepperoni when i was in like fourth grade one single pepperoni on a pepperoni i had like a bite dangled of a into pizza. your mouth like a grape no i oh. had a bite of a pepperoni pizza oh, okay. and i was like this is not what I want. You didn't like the way that tasted? Not in fourth grade, no. Damn, fuck, kind of fucked up fourth grader doesn't like a pepperoni pizza. He didn't understand the social pressure yet. You were all taste buds. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. Yep. Could have said it better myself. It's true. The most confusing thing Shane's ever said. All buds. You didn't understand the societal pressure. You're all taste buds. Yep. Oh, yep. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But my first meat was, I was 15. What was it? It was a chicken quesadilla from Taco Bell. Chicken? What did you think about it? I thought it was great. And I started getting chicken in my chalupas. And you tried other meats and you're like, this is even better than chicken. Then I started eating wings. Sticking with chicken for a little bit, yeah. Then I had a Whopper. That was my first Whoa, foray into a burgers. big jump. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. Dive it head first into burgers with a Whopper. I was like, this is great. I didn't have my first Big Mac. This is crazy. I didn't have my first Big Mac until I was in college. I knew you when you had your first Big Mac? Yeah. How what part of college? Beginning You're not missing freshman out. Year. It's all bread. No man, the Big uh, Mac is Big great. Big Mac's good, dude. You can't you can't tear the the Mac down. Uh, wow. Okay. When was your okay? So what was when was your first steak? Just a big old plain steak. Prime rib. Yeah. Prime, when was your first prime rib? When was your first ribs? There's so many meat things that I'm like, how did you never mm-hmm. try this before this? I mean, I mean I it was all, it. it was all in college. I did like all of that stuff like freshman year. How did you turn into such a, a chef? You make meat. He yeah. experimented with meat in college. Mm-hmm. Sure, who doesn't? Well, that's a great story of how you spat on your parents' culture and religion. Uh, <laughs> should we start the episode? Should we just start it now? Five, four. Hey, welcome back to the Amazon Book Club. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, I am Ganesh Sarma. Hey, Shane. (laughs) Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called Jaws, a novel by Peter Benchley. Is this Uh, the movie to book version? No, it's the book to movie version. Uh I am shocked to find that I never knew who the author of Jaws was until it just came out of my mouth. Peter Benchley, you ever heard that name in your life? Yeah, the author of Jaws. Okay, but other than that. No. Ganesh, you a Benchley guy? No, but I read a little bit about him today. What about him? Let's hear it. What do you know about Peter Benchley? I know that him? he wrote a ton of books. Well, yeah. But most authors do. Jaws was his only good book. Well, good thing we're reading it. Is that because the rest of his books were like Jaws 2 and 3? And <laughs> yeah. You got to Jaws 400 and it was like, all right, it's not working out anymore. Uh, those movies are pretty bad too. Yeah, they are. It's weird that the first one's so great and the others, it's kind of like Rocky. 
It's like Rocky, but with a shark. No way, because Rockies are bad after Rocky one. That's not true at all. I mean, nah, they, that's they like have historically certain, not true. They have a certain uh, charm to them that the Jaws movies don't have. Rocky two's okay. What are you talking about? Rock, first of all, Rocky two's goofy. Like, it's Rocky an iconic one. movie. Rocky two is an iconic movie. <laughs> Rocky one was like an Oscar nom. It, it wasn't yeah. just like. Oh, it's a goofy boxer going against Mr. Carl T. Weathers. Yeah. Dies. Spoilers. And you're saying it's a goofy movie? The first one's good. Oh, you mean later on where when Apollo Creed dies? Yeah, that's fucking goofy. The whole fucking all that the sequels is are goofy. Not. All of his opponents are goofy. That's not goofy at all. Yeah, it's stupid. It gets bad. And Rocky, I mean, once you get to like four and five, it's like a joke. Yeah, no. He fights Drago or whatever. The Russian guy, that's also, very iconic. Can you imagine an Oscar, a, w- a movie we had an Oscar with uh-huh. that character in it? Or Mr. T's Clubber Lang? The first one's like a critically acclaimed yeah. movie. Like f- right. it's, a, it's a film. Uh-huh. Well, Crash won an Oscar, so. Oh, well, then let's Why just, shouldn't Rocky Four win an Oscar? Well, let's all let all the shitty movies into the Oscars. I guess, you know what? The Oscars don't matter. I don't even know what I'm arguing about here. Do you like Jaws, the movie? Yeah. Do you? I love it. It's great. It's great. That's the whole point of this conversation is that Jaws 2, 3, 4, 5, whatever are all shit. Like extreme shit. But Jaws mm-hmm. 1, it's kind of like the Jurassic Park thing. So yeah. Jurassic Park came out, great movie. Everybody loves Jurassic Park, and then it just gets down, goes downhill. Because the sequels, they just showed a lot of the shark. The That's magic the of the first one. They take the it. one thing that everybody thinks is like the good part about the first one and makes the whole series about yeah. that. That's not what it was about. Yeah, they're, they're just showing the jaw too much. Give me more Richard Dreyfus. Uh, no, give me more Robert Shaw. But you couldn't because he died shortly after Jaws. He no. filmed it. In like a car accident because he was oh. an alcoholic. Oh. Uh, in Ireland or Scotland? Dude, I don't know. Lord, all right. A lot of information about Robert Shaw's death. What do you think about Roy Scheider? He's great in Jaws. Love him. What don't about? know much about the rest of his career. <laughs> what else is he in? Well, he was in 2010, A Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah, great. Well, hey, good for him. Well, Jaws is great. Those are two powerhouse movies. Anyway, Ganesh, how about you rip off the synopsis of Jaws for us? <laughs> I mean, a shark's in the water. What else do you need to know? Maybe there's more. Maybe the guy where he's like, that's a bad hat, Harry, actually has like a whole subplot. That would be cool. This is less a summary of the book and more of a summary of the culture around Jaws, but I'll read it anyway. I know about that. I live it. You didn't live it then. Live it now. I'm still scared. It scared a generation out of the sea. Jesus Christ. He said that earlier off the mic. He's been saying that all night. <laughs> he, can't, he can't get enough of it. It's great. Well, I also said this too. I was like, this is the most important movie of the 20th century. He was also saying And I'll that. argue that with anyone. I can't. I mean, we can't go down this road again, but. And I'll give you, I'll just give you my reasons. Uh-huh. First blockbuster ever. Okay. First summer big movie. People lining up. Mm-hmm. All right. Also, in terms of special effects, huge. Yeah. It's a great movie. Huge accomplishment. I'm not going to disagree with you that it's a very important movie. It made the most important yeah, special effects heavy films legitimate. It made thrilling special effects heavy films legitimate. Star Wars wouldn't have been successful without Jaws. I argue that 2001 A Space Odyssey is more important. But that's neither here nor there. They're both very important movies. I just feel like Spielberg deserved that title. Of having the most important movie of the 20th century. Yes. You think? Yeah, for sure. Look at the rest of his career after this. It's good. It's this great. is like his second feature, and he was great. Are you a big Spielberg guy, Ganesh? Are you kidding He's me? He's a little yeah. schlocky, dude. I mean, it's American cinema. That's the whole, like, the whole point of American cinema. Well, it doesn't have to be. But it is. But, like, okay, so that. Then you have Close Encounters. Incredible. E.T. Incredible. Jurassic Park. Well, not even. Incredible. You're, you're missing. As a producer, he... 
turn the 80s into like a whole thing. Look at like Gremlins. Gremlins, he did. Uh, what was the other? Oh, in, oh, the Indiana Jones. What's the one with the TV? Poltergeist. Uh, oh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. He produced that. It's just like he defined a whole decade. And there's a dog barking. Because they like Spielberg too. Well, this is insufferable. I think he's fallen off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he is. I, he's fine. He's good. He's fine. It's like Robert Zemeckis. It's just like cheese. Don't nah, put, that's don't been, lump him in with Robert Zemeckis. Zemeckis has been cheese forever. Yeah, but dare I say. Ooh, this is really okay. What this is gonna say? burn you up? I like Back to the Future better than nearly any Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, even Jaws. There's some classics, but Jurassic Park, Saving Private Ryan, Schindler's. Yeah, List. I like it better than Saving Private. How about that? I'll put that on the wow, record. I like crazy. Back to the Future better than Saving Private Ryan. Whoa, that's um, that's yeah. That's Jaws, no. Weird. I mean, that's you can't really. I mean, yeah. ET. Yeah, I like it better than ET. I don't like ET that Fuck much. Fuck you. I don't like ET that the much. The Indiana Joneses. I don't love Indiana Jones. Not even and Kingdom also, of a Crystal Skull. Fuck, that's the worst. Oh. Also, I, did he even direct those? Yeah. All three? George Lucas wrote them. He directed them. Every one of them? All all four. That's an argument against it. Don't mention George Lucas. Uh, you know, it's fine. I don't love Indiana Jones. It's fine. Not even the not even the one with Sean Connery. F- that's like the worst one. What? No, the second one. Temple of Doom is the worst Temple one. Temple of Doom is the worst one, but... I mean, yeah. This conversation is making me angry. <laughs> yeah, well, good. I want to get you riled up before Jaws. What are we, 45 minutes in here? Let's read the synopsis of fucking Jaws already. I tried to, and then you're like, oh, what? hey, well, Steven Spielberg is like not that good. No, Shane chimed in talking about how great Jaws is. <laughs> it's great. If you ever see it on TV, you ever turn the channel away? I don't think so. No, USA Network, baby. Played Jaws forever when I was a kid. Every All day. right. New York Times bestseller, yeah. the classic suspense novel of Shark versus Man, which was made into the blockbuster Steven Spielberg movie. The Jaws phenomenon changed popular culture and continues to inspire a growing interest in sharks and the oceans today. That copy stinks. You know why? Because <laughs> I wouldn't just call it a movie. I call it a blockbuster Spielberg smash. Wow. Shane, you are effusive. I, I can punch up some copy. You fucking love Jaws. I didn't realize how passionate no, you do. were about Jaws. I actually God love damn. it a lot. It's like my favorite movie. When Peter Benchley wrote Jaws in the early 1970s, he meticulously researched all available data about shark behavior. They bite. <laughs> they mean. They old. They bite. Over the ensuing decades, Benchley was actively <laughs> engaged with scientists and filmmakers on expeditions around the world as they expanded their knowledge of sharks. Mm, teeth sharp. Draw blood. Also, during this time, there was an unprecedented upswing in the number of sharks killed to make shark fin soup. Mm. And Benchley worked with governments and nonprofits to sound the alarm for shark conservation. He encouraged each new generation of Jaws fans to enjoy his riveting tale and to channel their excitement into support and protection of these magnificent prehistoric apex predators. Wait, I'm sorry, Jaws was meant to inspire some sort of camaraderie with the sharks and to make you feel like we should save them? Simply, you know what you had to do? Hmm. The whole message of Jaws oh, is geez. they own the water. Just don't go swimming in it. Just respect them, dude. Oh, I respect them. I respect the shit out of them. I just think, what a backwards way to get people that want to be like, yeah, let's save these. I'll write a story about how they just eat a whole town's worth of people off this coast. Ah, well. This edition of Jaws contains bonus content. Okay. Ooh, bonus content. Deleted scene. Deleted scene. (laughs) The shark's singing in this one. Cool. Well, I'm ready to dive in. Hell. You know what I'm saying? Help yourself. Into the water. Deep, deep waters. Uh, You ready to read this, Ganesh? It's Jaw. Yeah. (laughs) Jaw. It's 
really good singular. It's jaw. He's just fine. He's made some really amazing genre-defining movies, but also not in a long time. A contrarian. That's what you are. Not, what's Did the last, you see what? Ready Player One? It sucked ass. You see that movie? No, I didn't see that. It's not good. Just because you come up with a couple bad movies doesn't negate your entire body of work before that. He I'm did not make, negating it. He, make, he made 1010. You see that? Yeah. Oh, 1010. Yeah, that's good. Sure. But like... BFG? Who cares? Probably pretty bad. Didn't see that one. What's BFG? The Big Friendly Giant. Oh, I'm <laughs> who on earth saw that? Giant. I didn't even know there was a movie. That's the other thing. He's like making movies now that are like kind of inconsequential. He's old. Spielberg shouldn't be doing And he's that. dumb. And he's also fighting Netflix for some reason. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Uh, he's a great... Well, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Spielberg's a bad director. No. He's made some absolutely amazing movies. Well, he's Early 1970s. Thrills and, thrills and spills, man. Yeah. That's what he's all about. I mean, he, had a good, he had a good 30 years of like incredible filmmaking. It doesn't matter what he did after that. Well, it does. Because that was my whole life. Uh, but sure. The last good. All right. Well, we're going to see here in arguments in Spielberg forever. Jurassic Park came out when what? I was I like 1990. Six years old. Or, yeah. What the fuck come out since then? That's all that good. Saving Primary? Yeah, that's Shinner's List. Shinner's List was like the same time. Might have been. What, that came out like 94? I think it was before Jurassic Park. Saving Primary Ryan's really good. Yeah, sure. You should bring back Jaws. Go play the hits, buddy. Five, four. Ooh, man. Here we go. Uh, I'm I'm scared of Jaws. Let's read Jaws. Ganesh, read Jaws. Chapter one. Get ready to see what scared a generation out of the sea. <laughs> Some are saying it's the most important movie of the 20th century. <laughs> well, Fiji. Going Fiji this week. You buy your Fijis in bulk. Amazon. It's tap water, okay. You just have a Fiji bottle that you fill with tap water. He likes the uh, the look of it. He's all about status. The great fish. <laughs> he moved. found that one. I'm a Fiji man. The great found fish. this on the sidewalk. The great fish moved silently through the night water, propelled by short sweeps of its crescent tail. Swimming, Austin. Mm, never done it myself. The mouth was open just enough to permit a rush of water over the gills. There was little other motion, an occasional correction of the apparently aimless course by the sight raising or lowering of a pectoral fin. Flex those pecs, babe. Just imagine like Dick Cheney. <laughs> I'd rather not. As a bird changes direction by dipping one wing and lifting the other, the eyes were sightless in the black. And the other senses transmitted nothing extraordinary to the small, primitive brain. Nice. I relate. Like I said, Dick Cheney. The fish might have been asleep, save for the movement dictated by countless millions of years of instinctive continuity. Lacking the flotation bladder common to the other fish and the fluttering flaps to push oxygen-bearing water through its gills. Damn. I'm learning a lot about sharks No here. fucking bladder, dude. Mm-mm. That's why they eat people. I'd they, be pissed, too. They like the taste of bladder. Uh-huh. It survived only by moving. Once stopped, it would sink to the bottom and die of anoxia. That's just how a shark's life ends? Mm-hmm. Do a lot of, like, okay, this is maybe the most unanswerable question I've ever asked on this. How many fish just die of, like, old age? Can't be too many. It's got to be a, a, a life that ends violently for, like, the majority of them. No? Yeah, no answer? Okay. I don't know. Just put it out there. 
Discord chat, chime in. Let me know. Let me know what you think. Do we have any oceanographers in the chat? I know for a fact that we do not. But hey, if you're out there. What do you think? How do you think a fish, if it dies of old age, what do you think it does? That's what I'm saying. Because they just kind of describe they just like drop to the bottom of the ocean. Or do they float? Sharks. But specifically. Why don't don't they float? Because when my fish dies in the tank, floats to the top. They don't have the bladder. They don't have bladder. Sharks have to keep moving to live. Do all fish not have to do that? Correct. A lot of fish just like bottom fish just kind of chill there and sit. Oh, okay. So flounder. So fish. So sharks. Mm -hmm. Man, they're just moving all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. I love not moving. What about you guys? Yeah, I sit a lot. It's like the best. Okay, here's the thing. They got they got me a standing desk at work. Never once have I used it, but I have it. Then they got us these mats. They're like, these are good for your feet when you're standing. So now I have this mat under my desk, but I just sit and use it. It feels good on my feet, even when I'm sitting. Dig in. This is what I think about at work. This is what they're paying me for. Take your shoes off. In between me taking dumps and eating sandwiches, this is what I spend most of my time thinking about. One day recently, our office manager just rolled in with like a bunch of brand new chairs. Nice. And we didn't know that we were getting new chairs. This is so exciting. And she was like, oh, we're going to put them in the conference room. And we're like, no, no, no. These belong out here. Aren't there like eight people at your company? Yeah. Why do you even need a conference room? Just stand up and talk. You like to have a meeting space, you know? You go. You got to like have a place where you, I don't know, fire people and stuff. Oh, dear. You firing people? No, I'm just saying. You're I, the boss, hypothetically, right? hypothetically speaking. You're a boss, right? Yes. You ever fired anybody? No, I've been a boss for like two months. Wow. So you, you make it fired yourself. <laughs> All right, you steer, sure. you, steer, you steer clear of that room, buddy. You know what they do in there. Oh, good. The loudest toy in America has been bought for these cats. <laughs> what? It's like a bell. Sorry. But with like a gun. You know what this podcast was missing? It was just a huge obstacle course for the cats to push balls around in. There it goes. You know, now they're almost, it's like they're being punished. It's a lose-lose for the cats. They're going to fire him. You're fired, Ganesh. They, they're going to unionize and get rid of you. Mm-hmm. These cats are going to collectively bargain with you. Give us more balls. And a second litter box, for the love of God. There's three of us. <laughs> yeah, they definitely queue up. Could you imagine if we all had to go into a room where each of us had just shat and was just there? And we just had to shit in that room we, together. L- Austin, we literally just did that a no, second ago. That's not true because there's a <laughs> hole I push it down. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like it's a bed of yeah, gravel. Yeah, it's, it's not like I'm walking into a room where there's just shit on the floor. Okay, That would be upsetting. If you didn't know any better and you did that your entire life since you were a fucking baby, you wouldn't be like, oh, this is weird that we did that. You'd just be like, oh, this is what we do. That's true. Nature versus nurture. <laughs> I suppose if I was forced God, by threat of punishment to shit in a room with other people, I would be used to it, which is kind of what's happening here. You run a tight ship, Ganesh. <laughs> Freaking running your little your little <laughs> shit circus. <laughs> yeah, get in that box and shit. Right where he just did. All right, let's go. The land seemed almost as dark as the water, for there was no moon. This is the shark thinking? This is the narrator. This is just giving, giving me just the facts. Yeah. All that separated sea from shore was a long, straight stretch of beach. That's the shore. So white that it shone. From a house behind the glass-splotched dunes, lights cast yellow glimmers on the sand. Beautiful. Beachfront prop. The front door to the house opened, and a man and a woman stepped out onto the wooden porch. What are they doing? What are they up to? Thinking about taking a swim, I bet. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Maybe a little nice cocktail? (sighs) They stood for a moment, staring at the sea, 
embraced quickly and scampered down the few steps onto the sand. Tee-hee, tee-hee. Uh, I love you. Let's scamper now. Let's go. The man was drunk and he stumbled on the bottom step. Uh-oh, head uh, first. Hey, babe. Oh, little help. Is that a rock down there, babe? Oh, hey. babe. The woman laughed and took his hand and together they ran to the beach. Yeehaw. Mm, to their death. First to swim, said the woman, to clear your head. Yeah, <laughs> clear something out of there my brains oh forget my head said the man giggling he fell backwards onto the sand pulling the woman down with him they fumbled with each other's clothing twined limbs around limbs and thrashed with urgent ardor on the cold sand they're doing uh they're doing what mommy and daddy do austin excuse me huh Dear God, what have you seen? Afterward, the man lay back and closed his eyes. The woman looked at him and smiled. Now, how about that swim? She said, Oh, you go ahead. I'll wait for you here. I gotta work off this boner. The woman rose and walked to where the gentle surf washed over her ankles. She's about to get it. The water was colder than the night air, for it was only mid-June. The woman called back, You're sure you don't want to come? But there was no answer from the sleeping man. Nah, babe. Gotta fart. <laughs> I'm farting over here, babe. She backed. Hey, stay over there, babe. Don't come over here. It stinks. She backed up a few steps, then let's ran at the water. Let's be some kind of gas leak over here, babe. At first, her strides were long and graceful, but then a small wave crashed into her knees. Ooh. Oops. Ow. She faltered, regained her footing, and flung herself over the next waist-high wave. The water was only up to her hips, so she stood, pushed the hair out of her eyes, and continued walking until the water covered her shoulders. How do you guys enter the ocean? I don't. Do you march in? Do you slowly adjust, or do you just plop? I saunter for a bit. I'm like, until it gets like to my shins, and I'm like, okay, this is really cold. And then I'll get to like my balls. And then once it's there, I'm like, I got to like dunk. You got to dunk your body. Okay. Otherwise, you just won't do it. You know? First good wave I see, I'm going head first in. Shock right? the system. Jesus. I don't do it. I can't do that. Do I do? I stand at the shore in full jeans and a button down and I wave. <laughs> Have fun. Have fun, guys. Can you swim? Yeah, sure. I can swim, actually. Yeah, I took swimming lessons. Well, I can't say I put it to use. <laughs> but if, if, say, a large wave hit New York City, I could probably flounder around for 30 seconds. <laughs> And then, of course, die because I have no cardiovascular <laughs> strength whatsoever. Yeah, no. What, what do I need to swim for? Pleasure. Like, I don't know. Pleasure. It doesn't pleasure me to do that. Why not? I like to be in the water, but with the ground under me. I'm not trying to do like laps. What do you do? You swim, Ganesh? Every once in a while, sure. Do you swim? Tell me when you swim. Do you I used the... to swim a ton. Okay, we're not talking about used to's. We're talking about nows. Do you well, swim? Now I don't have really the, the, the means to swim. Well, I so no longer have really the swim. means to swim. Do you swim, Shane? If I'm near some water, you know, I've been entertaining the swimming lately. You have. You have. I was in You go parallel with the ground. Nothing touching the ground. Oh, You're swimming. Yeah. You do that. I, what I love to do, especially in a pool, when I was recently in L.A., I... Oh! Oh! Yeah, I took a little morning dip. It was about 8 a.m. Yeah, and you did laps. Uh, you know, 11 a.m. Eastern, so I was <laughs> wide awake. I uh, had a little bit of coffee, put it next to the pool, got in, was looking at the palm trees. I was feeling it. Yeah. You know, feeling the sun. It felt good. The clouds were, were clearing. You were up. swimming. You I were was just swimming. Standing. I love to do the thing where you go under and you're like, I'm going to swim as far as I can with one breath. Oh, man. I love doing that, too. And then I got pretty far. I swam mm-hmm. half pool and I was like, that's pretty good considering what I've been doing in my lungs. I like to push off the wall. I feel like I'm Michael Phelps. Oh, yeah. That's fun, too. Mm-hmm. I like to hang onto the wall like I'm Spider-Man. You like to do that, too? Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Put your legs up there. Don't mm-hmm. like to swim. I'll yeah. do all that stuff. 
but yeah, in the ocean, you know, I get in there. I don't really, you know, I don't really open it up. I don't like it. I mean, again, I guess, you know, this plays right into Ganesha's. I guess I'm a loser, but I don't like feeling things hit me in the legs and stuff. <laughs> we got to get in <laughs> further. Do you want to feel stuff hit you in the legs from the ocean? Who knows what that is? One time I was at the beach and who I saw cares? a big, who cares? One time I was at the beach and I saw a gigantic decaying tuna. <laughs> and I thought, damn, if I was out there in that ocean, that thing hit me. I would never, ever. There's way anymore. worse shit all over the streets in New York City. Yeah, but it's not bumping into me sight unseen. I can avoid it. The you ocean's ever, dark. You ever seen a red tide? No. That's where all the fish are dead and they wash up ashore. Have you seen that? Yeah. You've seen a red tide? Yeah. Where? In Alabama. Oh, Whoa. my God. <laughs> Jesus. What a nightmare. The Alabama red tide? Yeah. What was going on down there? Well, they kept saying roll tide. Mm. Goodness. They didn't. Is that a thing? Yeah. Well, Crimson Tide. You okay. Know. Yeah. I thought so. Go on. What book is this again? Jaw. Oh. Jaw. Five, four, three, two, one. Does the countdown help you? It buys me time to find my place. I knew exactly about Just take your time. She faltered, <laughs> regaining her footing and flung herself over the next waist high wave. Woo! The water was only up to her <laughs> hips, so she stood, pushed the hair out of her eyes. A hundred yards offshore, the fish sensed a change in the sea's rhythm. They did not see the woman, nor yet did it smell her. Boy, oh, 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 I smell a, a, a nine out of ten at the, at the shore. Go take a bite. Running within the length of the its body. <laughs> where, where, disgusted with me. Running, shark's a misogynist, not me. <laughs> running within the length Hot of its babe body. alert. Hey, this shark could be just like a nice little nerd. He's a just gentleman. hungry. Hey, ma'am. He's a nice guy. Hey! It did not see the woman, nor yet did it smell her. Running within the length of its body were a series of thin canals filled with mucus and dotted with nerve endings. Me too. And these nerves detected vibrations and signaled the brain. The fish turned toward the shore. The woman continued to swim away from the beach, stopping now and then to check her position by the lights shining from the house. The tide was slack, so she had not moved up or down the beach. It's kind of objectively funny that, like, human beings are these, like creatures that can create like art and music and they're like oh i feel love and pain they have these like complex thoughts and then this other thing's just like i'm hungry just like its only thing in life is like i'm gonna eat yeah. and if you just cross its path there goes all the cool shit that humanity can do because this one thing's just like you're in my well, space they're, and I, they're I'm like the hungry. ultimate evolutionary being they are i mean they haven't had to have evolved in like oh you mean they've just been killing the, killing the game for They're so perfect. long that they didn't have yeah. to adapt them in like crocodiles yeah damn good yeah. for them it's just crazy that it's just like oh fuck this stupid ass thing just ate me and look at us we have got like patches of hair we're all we're a fucking mess what's up with the hair yeah, i don't really like it, really dude. soft and like very very i don't expose i kind of don't understand that again another unanswerable question why do we have to wear clothes? What kind of bullshit is that? Why, what other want, animal? What? Ha, what other animal has to wear clothes to live? If I was naked, I'd be dead. That's dead the truth. Yeah. That's the truth. We can no, like literally that, dead. I couldn't survive in the winter naked. Oh, I thought you were just complaining about the fact you had to wear clothes like in oh. public. Oh no, I love wearing. <laughs> I love wearing clothes. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. Like, isn't it crazy that like we've had to invent all this shit? around us to keep us feeling comfortable and alive if i didn't have clothes or housing i would have been dead like six months into my life well is the fact that we don't have hair everywhere because we did that yeah we evolved ourselves but like what the fuck also 
why is it so cold and so hot to us? How come animals can be outside in like 30 degrees and it's just like, okay, they're cool. They're I cold could, and hot too, man. Yeah, but they're not, well, I mean, yeah, they are for sure. They just can't like, complain like you can. I guess, yeah. I, am a compl- <laughs> that's hum- I have humanity's gift cold, of complaining. Man. It's too hot. <laughs> like, oh, it's too fucking cold. But also, if oh. I was covered in like a fur the way an animal was, I'd probably do better outside in the winter, no? Nah, I think you'd still complain. All right, maybe I would personally, but all of us as a species would do. Like, we could survive more in the cold. Yeah, but nah. All right, man. I'm just putting it out there, all right? Feeling it out. I don't want to wear clothes. I don't want to be covered in hair. Is that so wrong? I want a tail. I don't want to kiss other people that look like that. <laughs> Is there something wrong with that? No, man. If that's wrong, then I don't want to be right. You haul me off and take me to jail, buddy. I want a big, long tail and some beautiful whiskers. Got Mr. Tumnus over here. I want a little tongue. Licking. Grooming. Love to groom myself and my friends. <laughs> I can't groom you guys. So what do you think about that? You could, you could if you want. I'll let you. You could. I'll let Is it so dude. wrong that I want to groom my my bro, my boys, my boys, my, bros. my guys? Your, my tongue guys. Isn't, your tongue isn't a uh, tough enough. <laughs> it's not. That's what I need. I need a little cat sandpaper tongue so I can scrape the little no, but the, like the if, mites and bugs out of your hair. If you wanted to like check me for ticks or whatever, you know, you could do that. That's cool. That would be like a, much appreciated. Like apes look like they're having so much fun. Like they're bonding, man. So uh, would you? Would you hypothetically <laughs> in your dream? <laughs> would you groom Ganesha's butt? Uh, would you like his butt? No, 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 no. Well, I mean, if it was, <laughs> hey, if this is what you're doing since you were a kid and uh, you just did it your whole life, maybe you think that's what you should be doing. No, I wouldn't. In my current scenario, no, I wouldn't be grooming Ganesha's butt. I couldn't see a scenario where I'd like to do that. Well, if he was like, hey, my my guy, my fellow, like, here's critter. What, here's what I'm doing, my fellow critter. You groom my butt, I'll groom yours. Hey, if it was sort of arranged. I mean, I, you know, who's to say I haven't done that with some people now in my life? But <laughs> being Ganesh, I don't know. We don't have that kind of relationship. Yeah, I feel well, like, well, maybe we could. Hey, we'll see. You've seen my balls, dude. Whoa, have I? <laughs> Probably. We live together. Oh. I was naked at bunch. Jesus Christ. I guess I blacked that out. Yeah, long story short, what I, you know, I'm sorry to my parents for everything I just said. <laughs> I mean, the thing you should be most ashamed about are your Spielberg views, but, you know. I stand by it. Back to the future, bro. Better than saving private <laughs> That is too hot of a take. I'm sorry. I should be ashamed for saying that, but I'm not, honestly. Back to the Future 2 is better than Saving Private Ryan. The vibrations were stronger now, and the fish recognized prey. The sweeps of its tail quickened, thrusting the giant body forward with a speed that agitated the tiny phosphorescent animals in the water and caused them to glow, casting a mantle of sparks over the fish. The fish closed on the woman and hurtled past. A dozen feet to the side and six feet below the surface, the woman felt only a wave of pressure that seemed to lift her up in the water and ease her down again. Ooh, is that you, babe? Babe. <laughs> babe, no. Ooh. No nibbling. She stopped swimming and held her breath, feeling nothing further. She resumed her lurching stroke. Ooh, the fish smelled her now. And the vibrations, erratic and sharp, signaled distress. The fish began to circle close to the surface. Mm, She's lurching. Its dorsal fin broke water and its tail thrashing back and forth, cut Uh, the glassy surface with a hiss. That would be uh, unfortunate to see. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's night, and they can't see. You can't see it. What can't see won't hurt you. A series of tremors shook its body. The shark vibrating with excitement. That's hungry. Yeah, that's how. For a big meal. That's how I feel when I'm on my way to Taco Bell. Vibrate, tremor. You're going down to the corral. (laughs) Golden Golden Corral. Corral, Yeah. Have you seen the new commercial for Golden Corral? Sorry to 
delay this first page even more. But there's a commercial. Tell me about and it. And they do a New York strip, and they got this little honky tonk kid, and he goes, "Hey, I'm eating here." No, really? Yeah, I would love to see that. That sounds you like us. That's our lives in a microcosm. Yeah, it's fucking funny. Hmm. You should see it. Damn, Golden Crown's sickening. For the first time, the woman felt fear. Though she did not know why. Can he smell that? Adrenaline shot through her trunk and her limbs, generating a tingling heat and urging her to swim faster. She guessed that she was 50 yards from shore. She could see the line of white Whoa. foam where the waves she, broke she in the beach. Too far. Why was she so far out at night? She saw the lights in the house, uh, and for a comforting moment, she thought she saw someone pass by one of the windows. The fish was about 40 feet from the woman off to the side when it turned suddenly to the left, dropped entirely before the surface. Damn, it's juking her. And Ooh. with two <laughs> quick thrust of his tail was upon her. At first, the woman thought she had snagged her leg on a rock or a piece of floating wood. Ah, no, no. There was no initial pain, only one violent tug on her right leg. She reached down to touch her foot, treading water with her left leg to keep her head up. It gone. Feeling in the blackness with her left hand, she could not find her foot. Mm. She reached higher on her leg and... Then she was overcome by a rush of nausea and dizziness. Her groping fingers had found a nub of bone and tattered Oof. flesh. Is that my bone? That's like quick, huh? She knew that the warm, pulsing flow over her fingers in the chill water was her own blood. Pain and panic struck together. The woman threw her head back and screamed a guttural cry of terror. The fish had moved away. It swallowed the woman's limb without chewing. Bones and meat passed down the massive gullet in a single spasm. Didn't even enjoy it. Yeah, right? Savor that thing. There goes my leg. My only leg that I liked. Now the fish turned again, homing on the stream of blood flushing from the woman's femoral artery, a beacon as clear and true as a lighthouse on a cloudless night. No, I'm talking about the, sh- the shark didn't enjoy the, the leg. He I just know. swallowed a hole. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he didn't savor it. <sighs> I'm saying she's just like, that's my leg. That's like, imagine living your whole life with your leg. You take it for granted. There it is. This time, the fish attacked from below. I'll never kick a field goal again. It hurtled up under the woman, jaws agape. Come back for seconds, huh? The great conical head struck her like a locomotive, knocking her up out of the water. Woo! (laughs) The jaws snapped shut around her torso, crushing bones and flesh and organs into a jelly. I don't like that. I don't think she's going to make it. The fish, with the woman's body in its mouth, smashed down on the water with a thunderous splash spewing foam and blood and phosphorescence in a gaudy shower. Yikes. Below the surface, the fish shook its head from side to side, its serrated triangular teeth sawing through what little sinew still resisted. <laughs> oh, fuck. The corpse fell apart. She's, she's a corpse now. The fish swallowed, then turned to continue feeding. Its brain still registered the signals of nearby prey. The water was laced with blood and shreds of flesh, and the fish could not sort signal from substance. You're wasting it. It cut back and forth through the dissipating cloud of blood, opening and closing its mouth, signing for a random morsel. But by now, most of the pieces of the corpse had dispersed. A few sank slowly, coming to rest on the sandy bottom, where they moved lazily in the current. A few drifted away just below the surface, floating in the surge that ended in the surf. That's the equivalent of licking your plate after dinner. <laughs> well, that stinks. I tell you, I don't think I'd want to do that. Get eaten by a shark. I thought you meant eat a lady. I wouldn't want to do that either. Can't relate to either one of these. Boy, that sucks. Uh, well, I guess what what else did we expect from Jaws? It's a hungry guy. He's hungry for a leg and torso. Gross. All right. Well, that's the opening scene of the movie. It checks out. It checks out. All right. Let's jump ahead to the 25% mark of. Wait, you, we've all seen the movie a million times. Perfect. What is the scene going to be? If we were to go in the movie, what's 25% of the movie? Is it Brody 
And like his sons are complaining that they moved to this place out of the city. No, I think we're farther than that. I think we're on the beach and the mayor has refused. I think the shark is like known to the people. And the, and the, and the mayor 25%. has. No, the shark yes. isn't known yet, but the mayor has refused to close the beaches. Okay. Oh, well, that's what I mean by the people. I think the mayor knows that there's a problem. Okay. Well, you know what? Why are we guessing? We're about to jump ahead. Let's see. Let's do it. Let's see who's getting eaten next. It's Jaws. Brody felt a shimmy of fear skitter up his back. Uh-oh. What could be causing that? <laughs> the I gotta, fish. I gotta pee. He was a very poor swimmer, and the prospect of being on top of, let alone in, water above his head gave him what his mother used to call the whim-whams. Oh, yeah. He hates the water. I forgot Can't swim. That, what dude. a town to live in for that. Well, he was a city cop. Maybe he did something wrong. They in the city. Him. Yeah. Had to send him out to the sticks. The boonies. Cape Cod. It's right, Cape Cod, right? Yeah, it's filmed so. in Cape Cod. I think it's implied to be New England. Yeah. yeah. It's like a made-up place, a made-up island called Amity or whatever. Amity Isle. What his mother used to call the whim-whams, sweaty palms, a persistent need to swallow, an ache in his stomach. Damn, I think I have this. <laughs> Are you suffering from this right now? Get you some of this whim-whams. I got a bad case of whim-whams. The, uh, the Kindle's always slipping out of those sweaty palms. Essentially, the sensation some people feel about flying. In Brody's dreams, deep water was populated by slimy, savage things that rose from below and shredded his flesh by demons that cackled and moaned. It's kind of true. A lot of weird shit down there. Okay. What a nightmare surprise that was for humans to go in the water and be like, whoa, there's a lot of fucked up stuff down there. Life would be so much easier if there was no animals down there. Oh, yeah. What know. would you do down there? I'd <laughs> set up shop, build a little underwater civilization or something. I don't know. You know, the mind runs wild. <laughs> I'd go down there and I'd, I'd groom my friend. I just feel like that's scary. <laughs> I'd slip on down there. I'd have gills too. I would be furry, but oh, I'd yeah. have gills. But I mean, I'm just, it's just crazy that we went down to the ocean, humanity, and we're like, whoa, a lot of fucking things down here. That's gross. Gross things. You don't think they thought that about land? They go up on a mountain, they're like, what is this critter? Yeah, I feel like that. That'd be my reaction to basically anything I'd run into that's not a human. Be like, whoa. Huh? Why is this here? What the hell? Like a centipede? What good does this do me? Well, yeah, centipede. Dude, like, okay, so in India, they have these massive centipedes. They're like a foot and a half long. They're called millipedes, my man. Oh, okay. Sorry, it's <laughs> no, a millipede. I'm fucking kidding. I don't know. What do they do with them? Nothing. What do they do with them? <laughs> they, well, they're just around, and it's like a thing that you have to worry about. They respect them. Put them to work. Attach body cams to them. Yeah. A little network of millipede body cams. That's what you think would be good, huh? <laughs> yeah, man. Get some good content. <laughs> you peed. That's what they call us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't guess we've got much choice. Maybe by the time we get to the dock, he'll already have started in. You go get the boat ready. I'll stop off at headquarters and give his wife a call. See if he's called in on the radio. Amity's town dock was a, was small with only 20 slips. A fuel dock and a wooden shack where hot dogs and fried clams were sold in cardboard sleeves. 
Mm, nice. Sounds pretty good, huh? Environmentally conscious. The slips were in a little inlet protected by the open sea by a stone jetty that ran across half the width of the inlet's mouth. I don't really know what a jetty is. I hear that word a lot, and I don't know what it means. Breaks up the waves. Just like rocks? Yeah. Just like rocks in the water? Yeah. Yeah, the gum at like Rockaway, you know? Why is it called a jetty? Just call it rocks. It jets out. Okay. I don't like that answer, but I guess I accept it. All right. That's all I ask. I'm not a mariner. Wish I was. What do you like, Austin? Dirt. Land. <laughs> like dirt, rocks, grass, fresh air. Do you, though? Being dry. Yeah, I do. Don't like the water. I don't like the water. What do you mean to say? You want, you want me to pretend to be somebody I'm not? <laughs> no, I'm critiquing the person you are, not the person you're trying to be. Listen, I think I'm keeping it real. I think you go the other direction. I think you <clears> pretend <throat> to like things that you don't like. It's a way a, to prove that you're somehow a worldly man. I'm not ashamed of myself. Austin's not a water bug. He's a stink bug. That's true. That's right. Look, I just am not a big one. I don't like, I don't like the water. I, I, I Probably partially because of Jaws. I don't like I, I don't like the unseen of the water. So you're the second generation uh, scared scared it straight out of the seas. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Yeah, I sure was. You know they say trauma is passed on through generation. Is that right? Well, yeah, I can't say my parents are water people either. We never really see that's the thing. We never really did that. I was never like a hey let's go jet skiing kind of family. We were a let's uh, sit on this bench for a while kind of family. <laughs> <laughs> Nice and easy. Did you guys go hiking? I mean, no. Not, we weren't really like, I mean, we went outside for sure. Like, we definitely like enjoyed nature and like went to parks and stuff, but we never were like, let's challenge ourselves with a hike. Like, it was just like, let's walk around a path that you're supposed to walk on, not let's climb rocks. Were you a hiking guy? Yeah, we went on like real basic trails. Mm -hmm. And then one time I went with my friend and his dad, and we went on this trail that you had to like slowly walk on this like rock ledge that had like a hundred foot drop. And I remember no I was like chance. 10 years old and I was like, this is dangerous. Yeah. The hubris of humanity is disgusting yeah. to me. And they had their dog with them. They were walking their dog yeah, up this like thing. I lost I like, a couple dogs on this one before. <laughs> <laughs> see if those the, bones down there. See if this new one could keep up. And also another thing, like I, I don't, I, <laughs> my family like never went skiing. Like I don't understand the impulse to do like winter sports because my family never. It's exhilarating. That. Oh, no. interesting. They're not. No, They're terrible. No, man, skiing is a lot of fun, dude. No. I like swimming in a pool. Like, give me a pool. You, you just said you don't like swimming. You what? like sitting in a pool. You just You're like right. sit. It's oh, you like be, you might as well just be in a bathtub. That is an that important. Point. That is an important distinction. I'm not in the pool doing laps. I'm lounging for sure. That's. I want to relax. I'm not going there to put in work. Relax from what? <laughs> all the other stuff. From all that. the hiking you're doing. And no, all from the stressful stuff that's going on in my dryland life. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, what are you, Mr. Adventure? Come on, Gage. I know what you do all day. You sit around and eat fucking food and play video games. <laughs> Come on. You're who you fooling. I know you. Can't argue with that. <laughs> and you're skydiving. Come on. We're all doing the same shit. I'm just uh, I'm just admitting that I like it. <laughs> okay, but I've been hiking quite quite a bunch. I've been in hiking my life. too. But I like my sedentary lifestyle. Who am I gonna what am I why do you think I live in New York City? It's great. I sit down. I get up. I sit on another thing that takes me to another place where I sit down. Then I get up and sit down on my way back, and I come here and sit down. The whole I'm sitting 95 percent of the day, and it's just fine. With me. That's what I want. I just told you I have a standing desk, and I don't use it. I have a chance to artificially stand, and I don't. They even gave me a pad for my feet. <laughs> they said it might be too hard for you to stand on this flat floor in this air conditioned office. Here's a pad, and I still said no. I'm gonna sit. God damn it. Uh. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Hey, man, the boy likes what he likes. It's I okay. like what I like. I eat 10 pounds of red meat per day, and my heart's going to explode when I'm 45 because I don't move much. Oh, you're giving yourself <laughs> some 45, huh? 
<laughs> for now. We'll see. It <laughs> depends on my motivation later and how ashamed I am of my body that I go on a diet again. <laughs> We'll see. Hendrix was standing in the Aquasport, the engine running, and he was chatting with a man in a 25-foot cabin cruiser tied up in a neighboring slip. Brody walked along. (laughs) How's it going down there? (laughs) Get out of that cruiser, dude. Brody walked along the wooden pier and climbed down the short ladder into the boat. This boat stinks. You gotta wash this boat, bud. Stinks like shit. You're gonna get all the uh, fish up on this boat. Say, what did she say? Asked Hendrix. Not a word. She's been trying to raise him for half an hour, but she figures he must have turned off the radio. Is he alone? Yeah, as far as she knows, his mate had an impacted wisdom tooth and had to be taken out today. The man in the cabin cruiser said, If you don't mind me saying so, that's pretty strange. What is? To turn off your radio when you're out alone? People don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. Ben always bitches about the chatter that goes on between boats when he's out fishing. Just want my peace and quiet. Maybe he got bored and turned it off. Maybe. Let's go, Leonard. Do you know how to drive this thing? Hendrix cast off the bowline, walked to the stern, uncleated the stern line, and tossed it onto the deck. He moved the control console and pushed a knobbed handle forward. The boat lurched ahead, chugging. Hendrix pushed the handle farther forward, and the engine fired more regularly. The stern settled back, the bow rose. As they made the turn around the jetty, Hendrix pushed the lever all the way forward, and the bow dropped again. Let's open her up. <laughs> Pedal the metal, baby. We're pulling G's now, folks. Let's stop there. Well, they're going to go out and look for that guy. Yeah, we're going to find him. Who knows? We're jumping ahead now to the 50% mark of Jaws. Oh, here we are. The 50% mark. What is that noise? Helicopter. Is that a helicopter? Yeah, for sure. A helicopter directly above us? Yeah, they're coming down. Is that a light coming through our window? Uh oh, get your guns. Make a stand. Is this because I reported an ISIS video to the FBI? Mm. No. Is this because I watched that ISIS video on my computer? Yes. Alright, are we ready? <clears throat> Don't put that on the podcast. <laughs> People know you're watching ISIS videos. I reported it to the fucking FBI. Yeah, you reported it. I did the right thing. Can you send a message to the FBI saying, this kind of, it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, I like what I hear. All right. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Let's go. Okay. 50% Jaws. Ganesh, let me have it. Brody awoke with a start, jolted by a signal that told him something was wrong. Beep. He threw his arm across the bed to touch Ellen. She wasn't there. He sat and saw her sitting in the chair by the window. Rain splashed against the window panes, and he heard the wind whipping through the trees. I thought she was in the shark's maw. Lousy day, huh? He said. She didn't answer, continuing to stare fixedly at the drop sliding down the glass. How come you're up so early? I couldn't sleep. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, I sure didn't have any trouble. I'm not surprised. Oh boy, are we starting in again? Yeah, morning fights. Ellen shook her head. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything. She seemed subdued, sad. What's the matter? Nothing. Whatever you say. Brody got out of bed and went into the bathroom. (laughs) Oh, he did fight, huh? All right, babe. I'm gonna take a dumper. When he shaved and dressed, he went down to the kitchen. Yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> a dose. The boys were finishing their breakfast. All right, babe, gotta make a stink, okay? And Ellen was frying an egg for him. Babe, gotta chop my dirt. Babe, fry me an egg. Well, I dropped dirt. <laughs> Apologies. Say, what are you guys gonna do on this crummy day? He said. We're gonna make dirt, Paul. Clean lawnmowers. 
said Billy, who worked during the summer for a local gardener. Boy, do I hate rainy days. And what about you two? Brody said to Martin and Sean. How many kids does this guy have? A whole litter of them. Martin's going to the boys club, said Ellen. And Sean is spending the day at the Santos's. Ah, ooh, who knew? And you? I've got a full day at the hospital, which reminds me, I won't be home for lunch. Can you get something downtown? I gotta find lunch downtown now. Downtown Amity? They're closed mm. for lunch downtown. I'm sick of hot dogs. I'm sick of fried clams. <laughs> Maybe I'll take a dip and see what I can find in the water. Sure. Uh, I didn't know you worked a full day Wednesdays. I don't usually, but one of the other girls is sick and I said I'd fill in. Oh, I'll be back by supper. Fine. Likely story. Do you think you could drop Sean and Martin off on your way to work? I want to do a little shopping on the way to the hospital. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'll pick them up on my way home. Brody and the younger children left first, then Billy, wrapped from head to foot in foul-weathered gear, bicycled off to work. Billy sure hates the rain. I can't stay in the rain. Well, you should admire that. He just wants to stay dry. I do like that, yeah. Yeah, you seem like the kind of guy that would hate the rain. I love rain. Are oh, you kidding one me? One thing that you do like, okay? You know Don't like the ocean. You know that I like rain. When Austin you know hates me. the rain. When I'm with you. <laughs> Neither of us got that tune right. Uh, I can auto tune that, I think, in post. Uh, oh, can we auto tune the whole podcast? Ooh. Auto tune me right now, baby. Say something great. Give me a big old kiss. Sing something good. I want a big old kiss. Well, you put some mustard on it. Like, I want a big old kiss. There you go. From my buddy Ganesh. Hey, man, I'll Don't tell your mom. Because we're probably dating now. Oh, no. Is that how that works? Is that wrong? Is that how that works? You one kiss and you're dating? Yeah. A kiss, a no, kiss. we got to kiss at least like um, five or six times. Well, if you insist, my friend. <laughs> All right. If you insist on the kiss, then why don't you kiss, kiss? Mm. That was a passionate kiss. <laughs> Kenisha's just giving you pecs. And you're ah. going for the wet. wet I keep boys. my. I kept my lips uh, peeled inward. He just gave me a, a, a full smooch. Sickening. He kisses with his teeth. Sheesh. Oh my! The teeth colliding like flint sparks. Let's make a fire. Burned my lips. Our teeth were so intensely entwined. Well, people are paying for this. How about that? <laughs> what do you think about that? Ellen, look, hey man, they'll probably appreciate this. this is the longest fuck episode. It's too long, frankly. It's a little break for love. Give me a kiss. Ganesh. Ellen looked at the clock on the kitchen wall. It was a few minutes to eight. Too early? Maybe. But better to catch him now before he went off somewhere and the chance was lost. Which one of these motherfuckers is getting eaten by a shark? Huh? Who is it? All Billy? of them. Billy, we're going to find a whole uh, buttload of uh, dry weather, wet weather gear floating in the bay. Maybe a hand. Hand or two. A couple fingers. One of his boys dies. Was it, is it his boy? Whoa, I don't know. No. Don't spoil this for me. Don't spoil me. It's not his boy. Our boy dies. It's a neighbor boy. It's a neighbor boy. Perhaps a Santos. Plenty or of boys die every day. Now you're talking. <laughs> she held her right hand out in front of her and tried to steady her fingers, but they quivered uncontrollably. She smiled at her nervousness and whispered to herself, some swinger you'd make. Excuse me? That's the 70s, huh? What's on the page? She went upstairs to the bedroom, sat on the bed, and picked up the green phone book. She found the number for Aberlard Arms Inn, put her hand on the phone, hesitated for a moment, and then picked up the receiver and dialed the number. Hello, welcome to Aberlard Lard's Homes. <laughs> Aberlard. Is this Aberlard? <laughs> Get me Aberlard. Oh, Aberlard's my father. You can call me Holmes. Hello, Aberlard Farms. <laughs> Arms. Hello, Aberlard Arms. 
Mr. Hooper's room, please. Matt Hooper. Just a minute, please. Hooper, here it is. 405. I'll ring it for you. Whoa, this guy's Whoa. eager to work. Okay, hard worker. One second. Hold on. Right here. Mess up. Mess up. Uh, Ellen heard the phone ring once, then again. She could hear her heart beating, and she saw the pulse throb in her right wrist. Yeah, is she hooking up with Hooper? Healthy. Hang up. She told herself, hang up. Oh, she's cheating There's on her husband time. with Hooper? Is that what's happening? Nah. That's what's happening. Wants to pick his brain. Hello? Said Hooper. Oh. She thought, good God, suppose he's got Daisy Wicker in the room with him. Could you imagine? Hello? Ellen swallowed and said, hi, it's me. Gulp. I mean, it's Ellen. Oh. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) That famous Hooper charm. Ooh. Oh. He's got that uh, Santa. (laughs) He's got that Santa Santa vibe women are digging on these days. Oh, 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 (laughs) oh. The bowl full of jam. Yes. I hope I didn't wake you. No. Oh, 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 oh. I was just getting ready You've to go been downstairs. a good girl this year. <laughs> I was just Come getting sit ready. on my lap, Ellen. I was just getting ready to go downstairs and have some breakfast. Good. Milk and cookies, <laughs> Ellen. It's not a very nice day, is it? No, but I really don't mind. It's a luxury for me to be able to sleep this late. Uh, <laughs> Can you, uh, will you be able to work today? Oh, I don't know. I was just trying to figure that out. My so, elves do the work. Santa Ellen. flies above the clouds. Rain doesn't bother him. I sure can't go out in the boat and hope to get anything done. Ooh, Santa's boating. Oh. Tropic Santa. He's on vacay. It's the summer. <laughs> she paused, fighting the <laughs> summer Santa, hanging out in the the, uh, the beach. His factories are on, like, automation right now. Yeah, that's right. He's just kicking back. Yeah, they get summers off. Working on that list. The elves unionized. She paused, fighting the dizziness that was creeping up on her. Go ahead, she told herself, asking him the question. I was just wondering. You want a book? No, no, be careful, ease into it. I wanted to thank you for the beautiful charm. And also, would you like to fuck? Oh, he's into it, sorry. You're welcome. I'm glad you like it. But I should be thanking you. I had a good time last night. I did. Uh, we did, too. They must have cut this out of the movie, or maybe there's a subtext in there. I just didn't. I'm glad you came. See. Yes? It was like old times? Yes. <laughs> this guy's got away with words. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 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 Oh, yes. Oh, 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 yes. 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 Oh, yes. Oh, no, Ellen. No, 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 Ellen. Ellen. Yeah. Oh, yes. Now she said to herself, do it. The words spilled from her mouth. I was wondering if you can't do any work today. I mean, if you can't go out in the boat or anything. I was wondering if if there was any chance you'd like to. Well, Mm -hmm. if you're free for lunch. Mm -hmm. Lunch? Mm, Yeah. Oh, Ellen. Lunch? I'd be free for lunch. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, if you have nothing else to do, I thought maybe we might have some lunch. We? You mean you and the chief and me? The chief won't be there, buddy. No, 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 no. Just you and I. Mm -hmm. Martin usually has lunch at his desk. I don't want to interfere with your plans or anything. I mean, if if you've got a lot of work to do. No, no, no. (laughs) That's okay. Oh, uh, heck, why not? Sure. What did you have in mind? Oh, sure, Ellen. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
There's a wonderful place in Sag Harbor. Banners. Oh. Do you know it? Sag Harbor. Oh, heck yes. I know. She hoped he didn't. She didn't know it either, which meant that no one there would know her. You mean Shag Harbor, Ellen. Mm. But she had heard that it was quite good and quiet and dark. No, I've never been there. <laughs> no. <laughs> but Sag Harbor, uh, that's quite a hike for lunch. How's it's ba- not bad. How's about I come to your place, Ellen? It's not bad, really. Only 15 or 20 minutes. I could meet you there whenever you like. Anytime is all right with me. Around 1230 then? Oh, yeah. 1230. Oh, yeah. See you then. Yeah. Okay. Weird. They about to get it on. Was Richard Dreyfuss cast as Hooper? Was he a heartthrob in the 70s, Richard Dreyfuss? Was he? I don't think so. Nah. Well, he's not in Jaws. Mm, I don't think in anything. What is he a heartthrob in? I don't know. He's kind of a manic, crazy person in every movie he's in. Yeah. Except for Mr. Holland's opus. No, he's kind of weird in that. He's cool, comic collected in that. Is he? Um, I don't know about that. I think there's a breaking scene. Wow. All right. I gotta admit, it's what he wanted. I haven't Oscar seen that movie in about fifteen years. He won an Oscar for Mr. Holland's Opus. Yes. Wow, that was like Mr. Dreyfus's Opus. It sounds like. Huh. Okay, let's jump uh-huh. into the seventy-five percent ah. mark of uh, Ah Jaws. Jaws. Yes. surprised to cut that out of the movie that brody uh, is a swinger there is that scene where he drinks a lot of wine remember he pours the whole bottle in his cup yeah well in the 70s if you're drinking a lot of wine you might as well be a swinger i think i didn't see any keys mm-hmm. okay because ain't nobody leaving mm-hmm. it's a more of an orgy all right uh we jump in it now to the 70 75 this is a fucking 1975. 24-hour episode. Uh, let's do it. 75% mark of Jaws. By noon, Quint had opened up. The lines had been in the slick for over four hours. Quint has arrived. My man, Quint. Though no one had specifically assigned him the task, Cooper had taken up the chum ladle as soon as they began to drift. Mm, a nice ladle for my chum. And now he sat at the stern, methodically scooping and dumping. Oh, they're at this part. Mm-hmm. Scooping and dumping the chum. At about 10 o'clock, a fish had taken the starboard line and caused a few seconds of excitement. A couple of chum dumpers. But it turned out to be a five-pound bonito that could barely get his mouth around the hook. Burrito? That's lunch. Burritos, boys. Al Pastor. At 10.30, a small blue shark took the port line. Aww. Brody reeled it in. Quint Stupid. brought it to Gaff. This little bitch. Toss him back. Slid it stomach open and released it. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then released it. <laughs> hey, See ya. You'll heal. <laughs> Good luck out there, little blue. <laughs> He'll be just fine. <laughs> The shark nibbled feebly at a few pieces of itself, then slipped into the deep. Ah, No other sharks came around to feed. What's up with sharks? They're dumb as hell and hungry for anything, (laughs) including themselves. Is this me? Hell yeah! You just slit me open, but man, I'm working up an appetite for me. (laughs) All that fresh air. Damn, that tastes good. Mm, Fresh. Sushi. Add a little dick. Oh, (laughs) Do sharks have dicks? Why not? They got to, right? 
They got to have dicks. How, how else are they going to fuck otherwise? Do they have fuck? Do sharks have sex? Do fish fuck? Do fish fuck? Yeah, they dude. lay eggs you and the other one a, lays other fish. seen a fish dock another fish? No. Have you? No, he no. hasn't. It doesn't no. happen. Course, Unless you're playing uh, the game Seaman on Dreamcast. Dude, never, <laughs> I've never seen that before. Nope. Fish don't hump. What a pleasureless life. Just constantly moving and tearing apart yeah, animals. But they get to swim all the time. Like that's again a negative for me. At a little after eleven, Quint spied the scythed dorsal fin of a swordfish coming toward them up the slick. Austin loves living on land with dicks and fucking. <laughs> yeah, I mean I do. What can I say? That's a good recipe for fun. Sitting with a <laughs> <laughs> don't even <laughs> boner. I'll say it. Oh, no, I'll say no, it. No, I no, wasn't even going there. Even a boner. It's just the sitting there with them. Okay. <laughs> they waited silently, begging the fish to take the bait, but it ignored both squid and cruised aimlessly sixty yards off the stern. Picky eater. Quint jiggled one of the baits, tugging the line to make sure the squid moved and seemed alive. Hey, look at me! I'm a squid. <laughs> Come over here. You hungry? But the swordfish wasn't impressed. Finally, Quint decided to harpoon the fish. He turned on his engine. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. Time's up. <laughs> there you go. Your you suspicions ass. about this squid were correct. I'm just not going to harpoon you. Yeah, it's not real, you dumb fish. He turned on the engine, told Brody and Hooper to reel in the lines, drove the boat in a wide circle. One harpoon dart was already attached to the throwing pole, and a line-covered barrel stood ready at the bow. Quint explained the pattern of attack. Hooper would drive the boat. Quint would stand at the end of the pulpit in the bow, holding the harpoon over his right shoulder. As they came upon the fish, Quint would point the harpoon left or right, depending on which way he wanted the boat to turn. Mm, okay. Hooper would turn the boat until the harpoon was again pointing straight ahead. It was like following a compass setting. If all went well, they would be able to creep up on the fish, and Quint could plunge the iron off his right shoulder, a throw of about 12 feet almost straight down. Damn. Brody would stand at the barrel, making sure the line was kept clear as the fish sounded. It seems like too much work. Just move. It's pretty simple. Nah, fuck it. Let the shark have the I'll town. Just shoot it with a gun. Let the shark have the town. You throw the thing... The line carries the barrel. The barrel brings it up to the surface, and then you shoot it with a gun. Make the shark the mare. All did go well until the last moment. Moving slowly with the engine sound barely above a murmur, the boat closed on the fish, which lay resting on the surface. The boat had a sensitive helm, and Hooper was able to follow Quint's directions precisely. Then, somehow, the fish sensed the presence of the boat. Just as Quint raised his arm to cast the iron, the fish lurched forward, thrust his tail, and darted for the bottom. I'm not dead yet! <laughs> Quint, your squid! Quint threw, yelling, prick, and missed by six feet. God damn it, Quinn. Now they were back at the head of the slick again. You asked yesterday if we have many days like this, Quint said to Brody. It's not often we string two of them together. We should have at least had a bunch of blue sharks by now. We'd had one, you cut it open and threw it back. Maybe the big shark's eating all the other sharks. Okay. Mm. Is this the weather? Could be. Makes people feel shitty enough. Maybe fish, too. They ate lunch, sandwiches, and beer. Oh, yeah. And when they were finished, Quint checked to see if his carbine was loaded. Then he ducked into the cabin and returned, holding a machine Brody had never seen before. Still got your beer can? Quint asked. Sure. What do you want it for? I'll show you. The device looked like a potato masher hand grenade, a metal cylinder with a handle at one end. Quint pushed the beer can down into the cylinder, turned it till there was a click, and took a twenty-two blank cartridge from his shirt pocket. He slipped the blank into a small hole at the base of the cylinder, then turned the handle until there was another click. He handed the device to Brody. See that lever there? He said, pointing to the top of the handle. Point the thing up to the sky, and when I tell you, push that lever. Okay. Seems legit. Quint picked up the M1, released the safety, and raised the rifle to his shoulder and said, Now, 
Brody flipped the lever. There was a sharp, high report. A mild kick and the beer can was launched from his hand straight up into the air. It spun and in the bright sunlight it shone like a sparkler. At the height of its track, the split second point where it hung and suspended in the air, Quint fired. He aimed low to catch the can as it started down, and he hit its bottom. There was a loud wang and the can cartwheeled down into the water. It did not sink immediately, but floated at a cockeyed angle, bobbing on the surface. Wow, they're having fun out there. They're polluting. Boys on the water. Want to try? Said Quint. Oh, you bet. That's the last ditch effort to kill the shark. Let's just pollute <laughs> the waters until it eats some cans. Well, look at us now. Remember to try to catch it right at the top and lead it a little bit low. If you go for it in full rise or full fall, you've got to lead by a whole lot, and it's much harder. If you miss it, drop your sights, lead it again, and squeeze off another round. I'm not interested in this game. Man, he's been pretty bored out here, building a little... <laughs> like skeet shooting skeet with beer cans? Shooting, yeah. Brody exchanged the launcher for the M1 and stationed himself at Gunwale. As soon as Quint had reloaded the launcher, Brody shouted, Now! And Quint released the can. Brody fired once. Nothing. This shark better show up soon. He tried again at the top of the arc. Nothing. And he led it by too much as it fell. Boy, that's a bitch, he said. Yeah, it takes some getting used to. See if you can hit it now. The can floated upright in the still water, 15 or 20 yards from the boat. Half of it was exposed above water. Brody aimed, consciously a hair low, and squeezed the trigger. There was a metallic plop as the bullet hit the can in the water line. The can vanished. Hooper, there's one can left, and we can always drink more beer. No, thanks. <laughs> no, 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 Quint, said Hooper. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. What's the problem? Nothing. I just don't want to shoot. That's all. Is the shark coming? This seems boring. Quint smiled. Well, that is the pitfall of this podcast, Austin. But the, the good part is we can say, let's stop and jump ahead to the, <laughs> the last page. Quint smiled. Mm, but I'm not permitted. You worried about <laughs> the cans in the water? That's an awful lot of tin we're dropping into the ocean. Probably rust and sink to the bottom and clutter up everything down there. Mm, uh, an environmentalist. Hey, 40 years later, uh, that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. Except it's plastic and it doesn't sit there at the bottom. It floats around. Yeah. It congeals. You can surf on it. That's not it. It's nothing. I just don't feel like it. Afraid of guns? Afraid? No. No, No, Quint. Ever shot one? Brody was fascinated to see Quint press and pleased to see Hooper squirm. But he didn't know why Quint was doing it. Maybe Quint got ornery when he was bored and wasn't catching fish. Hooper didn't know what Quint was doing either, but he didn't like it. He felt he was being set up to be knocked down. Sure, I've shot guns before. Where? In the service? No. At the service. I, <laughs> were you in the service? No. I didn't think so. What's that supposed to mean? Christ, I'd even bet you're still a virgin. Yikes. So what? He's saving himself for marriage. Brody looked at Hooper's face to see his response, and for a split second, he, he caught Hooper looking at him. Hooper was like, I'm a fucking swinger, dog. <laughs> I'm out here fucking everybody's wife. Nah, Quint. Nah. <laughs> Fuck your wife too, Quint. Then Hooper looked away, his face beginning to redden. He said, What's on your mind, Quint? What are you getting at? Oh, not a thing. Just making a little friendly conversation to pass the time. Mind if I take your beer can when you're through? Maybe Brody'd like to take another shot. No, I don't mind. But get off my back, will you? All right, let's stop there. <laughs> so that's like kind of like the scene in the movie where they're showing scars, huh? They're getting used to each other. Bored on the boat. They're bored. They're getting used to each other. They're not having any good luck. 
Mm-mm. Yeah, tell me about it. Damn, huh? I relate to it. Are we gonna jump ahead now to the last page? Yeah, let's Ganesh, do it. can we do it? Yes. Let's jump ahead to the last page of Jaws. Thank you, Ganesh. <laughs> Let's see what happens to the big old shark at the last page of Jaws. What do you think is going to happen? I think that he is going to win a beauty pageant and be declared the town mayor. You want Jaws I want Jaws mayor. to be the mayor. I want him to have a big sash that says town mayor. Is it first name Jaws or last name Jaws? First name Jaw, last name Wooz. Oh, I thought Seymour Jaws. <laughs> this is stupid. Okay, can you just read the book and save us from ourselves? <laughs> what do you think? Said Brody. Is he dead? Ah, oh, we missed it, you fuck. I doubt it, but he may be close enough. Hey, maybe we didn't miss it. To it for hey. us to throw a rope around its tail and drag him till he drowns. Damn, that's fucked up. Quint took a coil of rope from one of the barrels in the bow. He tied one end to an after cleat. The other end he tied to a noose. At the foot of the gin pole was an electric winch. Quint switched it on to make sure it was working, then turned it off again. Yeah, it's working. I hear it buzzing as the electric yeah, winch is what good. to do. He gunned the engine and moved the boat toward the barrels. He drove slowly, cautiously prepared to veer away if the fish attacked. But the barrels lay still. Quint idled the engine when he came alongside the barrels. He reached overboard with a gaff, snagged a rope, and pulled a barrel aboard. He tried to untie the rope from the barrel, but the knot had been soaked and strained. So he took his knife from the sheath at his belt and cut the rope. He stabbed the knife into a gunwale, freeing his left hand to hold the rope his right to shove the barrel to the deck. He climbed onto the gunwale, ran the rope through a pulley at the top of the gin pole, and down the pole to the winch. <laughs> of course. This is boat stuff, Austin. Love boat talk. He took a few turns around the winch, then flipped the starter switch. Uh-huh. There's more. As soon as the slack in the rope was taken up, the boat heeled hard to the starboard, dragged down by the weight of the fish. Do you follow? I get it. I mean, of course, but this is all logical to me. Can that winch handle him? Said Brody. Mm -mm. Seems to be. It'd never haul him out of the water, but I, I bet it'll bring him up to us. The winch was turning slowly, humming, taking a full turn every three or four seconds. Mm. The rope quivered under the strain, scattering drops of water on Quint's shirt. Suddenly, the rope started coming in too fast. It fouled on the winch, coiling in snarls. The boat snapped upright. Ooh. Rope break, said Brody. Shit, no, said Quint. Not my Brody rope. saw fear in his face. The son of a bitch is coming up. He dashed to the controls and threw the engine into forward, but it was too late. The fish broke water right beside the boat okay. with a great rushing whoosh of noise. Punch oh. it. Punch it. It rose vertically, and in an instant of horror, Brody gasped at the size of the body. Towering overhead, it blocked out the light. That's a big shark, my man. That's a honker. You gotta punch it. The pectoral fins hovered like wings, stiff and straight. Oh, Get guy, us out of here, Quint! This guy's ripped. And as the fish fell forward, they seemed to be reaching out to Brody. The fish landed on the stern of the boat with a shattering crash, driving the boat beneath the waves. Oh, dear. He's bringing it down. Water poured in over the transom. In seconds, Quint and Brody were standing in water up to their hips. Hmm. 
Would you be uh, pissing your jeans? Right now? <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I'm just listening to this book. The fish lay there. It's jaw, not three feet from Brody's chest. That's jaw's jaw. Jaw! The body twitching in the black eye as big as a baseball. Brody thought he saw his own image reflected. God damn your black soul, screamed Quint. That's cool. <laughs> you sunk my boat. <laughs> a barrel floated into the cockpit, a rope writhing like a gathering of worms. Damn, dude. Sounds like the shark's going to fucking win. Yeah, this is scary shit, man. Quint grabbed the harpoon dart at the end of the rope and, with his hand, plunged it in the soft white belly of the fish. Blood poured from the wound and bathed Quint's hands. Curse splash. The boat was sinking. The stern was completely submerged and the bow was rising. This is for that woman on the first page. Whoa. This is for all the night swimmers out there. Uh, we want a night swim again. We want to have a fun beach community. The fish rolled off the stern and slid beneath the waves. <laughs> and we want you to be the mayor. The rope attached to the dart, Quint had struck into the fish, followed. Suddenly, Quint lost his footing and fell backwards into the water. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> the knife. He cried, lifting his left leg above the surface, and Brody saw the rope coiled around Quint's foot. Oh, fuck. Brody looked to the starboard gunwale. The knife was there, embedded into the wood. He lunged for it, wrenched it free, and turned it back, struggling to run in the deepening water. He could not move fast enough. He watched in a helpless terror as Quint, reaching toward him with grasping fingers, eyes wide and bleeding, was pulled slowly down into the dark water. Ouch. Ooh, this is the part where Quint gets chomped. For a moment, there was silence except for the sucking sound of the boat slipping gradually down. The water was up to Brody's shoulders, and he clung desperately to the gin pole. A seat cushion popped to the surface next to him, and Brody grabbed it. Brody saw the tail and dorsal fin break the surface 20 yards away. The tail waved once left, once right, and the dorsal fin moved closer. Get away, damn you! Brody yelled. You came out in the water picking a fight, Brody. You can't get mad that he's fighting back. <laughs> yeah. You the, get back to land, bud. The fish kept coming, barely moving, closing in. The barrels and skines of rope trailed behind. Then the gin pole went under and Brody let go of it. He tried to kick over to the bow of the boat, which was almost vertical now. Before he could reach it, the bow raised even higher, then quickly, soundlessly slid beneath the surface. Man, the shark fucked this boat up, dude. Yeah, it body slammed it. Brody clutched the cushion, and he found that by holding it in front of him, his forearms across it, and by kicking constantly, he could stay afloat without exhausting himself. The fish came closer. It was only a few feet away. And Brody could see the conical snout. I just wanted to run for mayor. He screamed. <laughs> an ejaculation ah! of hopelessness. I'm sorry, uh, what? An ejaculation of hopelessness. That's all my ejaculations, my friend. And he closed his eyes, waiting for an agony he could not imagine. Nothing happened. He opened his eyes. The fish was nearly touching him, only a foot or two away. Kissing him. But it had stopped. Let's be friends. And then... Be my mayor, you say? <laughs> what are the terms? <laughs> and then... I only serve one term. As Brody watched... If asked to run again, I will not. As Brody watched, <laughs> the seal gray body began to recede down into the gloom. It seemed to fall away, an apparition evanescing into darkness. Brody put his face into the water and opened his eyes. Bye! <laughs> Through the stinging saltwater mist, he saw the fish sink into the slow and graceful spiral. Trailing behind it, the body of Quint... Arms out to the side, head thrown back, mouth open in mute protest. Quentin's still alive being dragged Was out of the bottom? Was he just in there killing the shark underwater? The fish faded from view, but kept from sinking into the deep by the bobbing barrels and stopped somewhere beyond the reach of light, and Quint's body hung suspended, a shadow twirling slowly in the twilight. Brody washed until his lungs ached for air. He raised his head, cleared his eyes, and sighted, in the distance, the black point of the water tower. Then... 
he began to kick toward shore. Well, that's the end. They don't kill the shark. In this well, well, they do. Well, that's the end of the book. They did kill it. Did they? It mm-hmm. drifted off. Oh, I thought it was alive pulling Quint down. No. They didn't explode it. They didn't explode it. I think he just stabbed it. I think yeah. Quint was stabbing it as he was like being pulled underwater. Quint just stabbed this thing to death underwater? That's a cool Quint ending. is Jesus Christ, dude. Whoa. I don't know about that. Uh, but <laughs> that's a cooler ending than the yeah, movie, honestly. The movie is a very movie ending. The little thing gets in its mouth and they shoot it and it blows up. Yeah, that's fucking insane. And Quint gets like dramatically eaten. Yeah, best movie of the 20th century, actually. Huh? <laughs> uh, well, hey. Well, it's a movie. That was a good book. I Use suppose. the medium. I liked the changes. I liked that Hooper was a little, uh, you know, more of a Santa type. Um, a Santa type who's also pleasuring all the local wives. Uh, and that Quint apparently stabbed the shark to fucking death on the way down to the bottom. Yeah, the book is. Uh, Quint's death in the movie is kind of. This one seems a lot more uh, not in vain. It seems like Quint actually does a little bit to contribute to the death of the shark in this. Quint kind of helps quite a bit in the movie. He just like. But he also dies. He like set, yeah. the, he set everything up for them to kill the shark. He just yeah. happens to be a casualty. I, wonder, I like this one. I like the Quint stabs him to death. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty I cool. wonder if this book, we, we definitely skipped it, but I wonder if it has that speech about him surviving that uh, World War II battleship where all the sharks ate all his other crew. Oh, maybe. Oh, that's got to be in here. Because that's a true that's story. That's a true story, yeah. It's fucked up. Uh, Don't go in the water is what I said. <laughs> Listen to me. Follow my lead. I'm never going to get eaten by a shark because I'm never going to be around a shark. Austin Hanna, stay dry. Stay on land. Stay dry. Uh, put the chemicals on your pits. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps, though, if the oceans continue as they are, the uh, sharks will have to evolve street into, shri- into street sharks. Oh, street man. Shark. Then they can really elect the mayor. Then they can say, jaw awesome. Mm-hmm. Finally. Well, hey, well, I don't think we need to even bother casting this. As Are a movie. you kidding? I was gonna say modern casting. You want to do modern casting? All right, fine. Yeah. Who we got for? Uh, 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 let's do Quint. Yeah, I had that. That's the only thing I got. Top I got, of mind. I got a good one. All right, yeah. Let's hear yours. Idris Elba. <laughs> All right, what? that blew me out of the water. Whoa, okay. What's the? No, that's good. I just yeah. I never would have went with that. He would be so good, right? He, he would, would be, be good. like a steely ship captain. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. I would love to see. Oh, it's a shame he has to die at the end. No, that's cool though. Uh, you know who I think I got a uh, uh, what's it? Who's the Richard Dreyfus character? He's a Hooper. I'm thinking Bill Hader. Oh yeah, kind of like a a smug like Ivy League gruff. guy, a little gruff, a little gruff, a little five o'clock shadow maybe. Yeah, he'd be good. Okay, Brody, big Brody. Who's gonna even out that trio? Who's the reluctant but focused cop? Jude Law. I was going actually in a similar direction. I was going with Ryan Gosling. I could see Ryan Gosling. What do you think, Shane? It feels like you're going a different way with it. He doesn't like water. His wife is cheating on him. It checks out. You're going like... Pretty boy? You're both going like handsome... Chalamet? Quiet. Pretty boy, guys. (laughs) This is like a rugged cop who's like moved to He's not rugged in the first one. Yeah, he is. He's like a city cop. They make a lot of comments about that. And then he's in Amity and everyone's like, whoa, but you're the city cop. True. He is a little gritty. He's yeah. gritty. Well, who you got, Shane? Man, I don't know. David Harbour. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. But he that's plays a, a cop in crazy uh, cast. David Harbour, Bill Hader, and Idris Elba. I'd see that. Who directs it? <laughs> Steven Spielberg, the best director of all time. No, Robert Zemeckis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be all CGI, fucking Polar Express style. No, get like Spielberg 2 in there. Make it a J.J. Abrams. <laughs> the shark is like, <laughs> the shark is from like, the future. Dude, a Jaws reboot by J.J. Abrams would be hilarious. 
that's exactly what the world needs to reunite. Um, <laughs> right. Well, hey, that's great. Is that the end? We did it. Yeah, that's, that's the end it. of Jaws. What is this? How many hours did we cover here? It'll come in like a, an hour 15, I think. Damn. 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 Well, since we did that. All right. Well, hey, Ganesh, thanks for reading that to us. You both did well tonight. Yeah. You talked about smooching. You talked about grooming. We covered a lot of bases, like a lot of stuff that I probably will be ashamed of hearing later when I listen to it. Oh, but, that's good. You know, what's the, why not? I'm doing it for uh, 180 bucks a month. That's worth it to just say any embarrassing thing about me at any time. You can bump that up. Tell your friends. <laughs> get it to 200, folks. Thanks for sticking with us and getting in that chat. Yeah, get in the chat. Tell us what you think about this dumbass episode. Tell us if you yeah, like their cast. Tell Austin he's wrong about Steven Spielberg. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know what to say here. Like, I think that Steven Spielberg is fine. He's not like the best director of the 20th century. I don't think that's true. Probably not. Okay. Then we're all in agreement. But who is? Oh, Jesus. Let's save that for another podcast. <laughs> Kurosawa. Uh, who? Oh, Kurosawa. I thought mm. you said Curtis Sawa. I was like, who the fuck is that? That's Devin, Devin Sawa's dad. <laughs> Devin's old, daddy. Oh, Kurt. Curtis. Yeah, you know, I'm sticking with Zemeckis, baby. Come on, Polar Express 2. Oh, that's rough. Let's do It's not. It's absolutely not that either. Uh, Forrest Gump, man. You're a gumper. Forrest Gump, man. Gump, man, gump, man, gump, man, gump, man. <laughs> Let's end the episode now. Thank you for listening. You, can, you know where to find us. You pay us money for this. Just give us a call. What's the phone number? 567-309-357. Jesus, even I know it better than you at this point. Go tell your friends about us. Why not? If you like the episodes and you like our podcast, and you should, I hope, because you're paying for it, tell people what you think. Tell them that you like it, and we'll send you uh, positive vibes. That's that's all we got for you this week on uh, Patreon. Have a good uh, night. you, You guys got anything else you want to say? No, I just, I want to watch Jaws. Let's watch Jaws. Goodbye. Bye.